Welcome, Raider Nation. Uh, not the way any of you wanted the season to end as the Raiders fall to the Cincinnati Bengals in another game to give you a heart attack, right? Uh, right down to the end. I want to thank you for joining us here on Sports Not. This is your vent line. We are here to talk about it was going to be vent or victory line. Unfortunately for Raider Nation, it is now the vent line. Lots to talk about everything from officiating to, to lack of red zone success. We're going to talk all of that. And joining me is uh, my partner, good friend of mine, and someone you all know too well as well, Mr. Evan Grote. He is the host of the Just Pod Baby podcast, part of our family here at Sports Not. So you can check out his podcast. Also, you can check out our radio show. Uh, my name is Scalkel Branson. We do two radio shows, one on Friday nights in Southern California called Silver and Black Tonight on the Mightier 1090 ESPN radio. You can catch that at 6 p.m. Pacific every Friday all year round. So we don't just go during the football season. We're going to go all year round. Then in Las Vegas, we do uh, Silver and Black Today game day, uh, usually on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, but today we did it on Saturday, obviously, because of the game being on Saturday. But Evan joins me now. And Evan, I want to start with this team because everybody clearly right now is disappointed. We want to see your comments. By the way, we're going to get to your your comments and you'll see them uh, buzz up there. And of course, Unknown Raider guy has been listening to us and following us for a long time. Hey, man, sorry about the team. Um, but we're going to get to a lot of your questions, your comments. That's why we're here. But first, I want to start with you, Evan, and talk about the fact that, you know, you look at this team, this Raiders team, they got into the playoffs. Going back, I said it on a radio show, and I, you even talked about it on your podcast this week, which was when they were six and seven, I gave them no chance to make the postseason. So the Raiders surprised us. They showed resiliency, the Gruden mess, the uh, the Henry Ruggs third. Uh, terrible tragedy, everything that went on this season, most teams probably would have folded. So I want to start on the positives, Evan. This team showed some guts. Yes, they have some deficiencies, which showed up huge today in Cincinnati, and we're going to talk about that as well. But first, let's talk about that resiliency. This team, I mean, Evan, did you ever think that this team would go on a run at the end of the season, win four in a row to get in the playoffs? Absolutely not. You know, I I had this team written off after that 48 to nine loss to Kansas city, much like many of other fans and, and uh, followers of the Raiders out there. I didn't think there was any way they were going to recover from that. Um, they, they had lost five out of six games. The offense was struggling to score points. I believe they were averaging about 16 points a game at that point in, in the season. So it looked bleak. Um, and, and so the fact that they were able to, to, you know, rebound and, and win the four games in a row uh, to, just to get to the playoffs. To me, it was it was a huge victory in itself. And and although it's disappointing to to get into the playoffs and have a chance there to tie the game late late in the game, uh, it didn't happen. But you know, when you look back on the entirety of the season, uh, Raider fans have to be happy. They have to look at this season as a success. Uh, all the adversity they dealt with, they overcame it. They stuck together and and they made a playoff run, which, which is all we could ever ask for. Yeah. And our good friend, Rossi Biddle down in Australia, uh, who just recovered from COVID. So we're glad to see you're doing well. My friend, uh, said there's no moral loss of moral victories in, in this case. And I agree with you, Rossi. I, I'm not saying that, but I think, I think Evan, your point though, that look, the fact that they got where they are, um, yes, Raider Nation wants nothing less than a championship. It's been a very, very long time, and I get that. But you look at all that they went through and the fact that they got to the playoffs, it ends 
in, in utter disappointment, of course. And we're going to get into the details on that because I have strong opinions uh, around the officiating and things like that. But at the same time, you have to look at what they were able to do. And, and going back, Evan, you know, Mo and I talked about on our shows uh, early in August. And I, I tweeted this out just a little bit before we went on the air that this team had trouble on the offensive line. It had just it, just so much trouble. Then Richie Incognito goes out. I said he would never play another down as a Raider, and, and I'm going to end up being right on that one. Uh, again, nothing against him, just age and injury catches up with you. But this offensive line tonight was one of the main reasons this team wasn't able to prevail over the Bengals. Uh, and, and then you add in all of the penalties, okay? You had one drive with three drive-killing penalties, in essence, that really hurt them. You look at what this team has to go. Now that they're going to be in the offseason now, we can start looking ahead. Mark Davis can interview coaching candidates. And if anyone is out there, and again, this is nothing against Rich Basaccia, who did what he needed to do as a step-in, as a substitute teacher, if you will. If there's any question that this team doesn't need a shakeup with the coaching staff, um, I, I would love to hear your argument because I just don't believe it. So, uh, and I think we saw that tonight, clock management, awful uh, throughout the game. Derek Carr had some trouble with clock management. I'm not blaming Derek Carr. I, the coaching staff had trouble with it. We saw it throughout the entire season. And when you get in the playoffs, seven, it's a whole different game. You have got to be on top of your game. You have to limit mistakes. And we saw the Raiders tonight just make too many mistakes to recover from. Yeah, and to your point about the offensive line, I was with you and Mo 100% about the offensive line. I thought uh, I understood why they kind of broke it down. Uh, they wanted to get younger. They wanted to, to go a little cheaper, and I understand that. But when you're starting a first-year uh, center, uh, you bring in a rookie at right tackle who struggled throughout the season, struggled again tonight, had a couple crucial penalties, um, and then you're relying on a 39-year-old Richie Incognito to bounce back from an Achilles injury that just that didn't sit right with me and I, and I I just assumed that it was going to be a problem for this team and it was all throughout the year you mentioned the penalties tonight several big plays negated um by by holding penalties uh they had the I believe it was a screen pass to Josh Jacobs that was negated because Leatherwood was illegally downfield so again the offensive line uh was an issue this year it's going to be something that they have to address in the offseason, they got to address the right side of that offensive line. I don't know what they're going to do with Alex Leatherwood, but they need to bring in a new right tackle. And and we hopefully uh, the, the in the second year, Leatherwood can make big steps. Yeah, I, I'm I, whew, you know, I hate people usually calling out rookies and saying that they were a bust of a pick because it's one year. It takes some players to develop. But it's hard for me tonight sitting here. Now, I know the game just ended. It's very fresh. But it's hard for me to sit here and look at the Alex Leatherwood pick and say that it's successful and that you should continue to give him another chance. Because if you look at and I got to do some homework and I, and I promise the audience out there, I'll do something uh, on sportsnot.com when we get a chance um, about Leatherwood, not to just pick on the guy, but how many drives, Evan, how many drives throughout the season, uh, first downs, big plays that were negated because of penalties not just with Leatherwood, but Leatherwood had significant amounts of them, and it just killed this team in so many ways, and that offense could just never get it in gear. Absolutely. There's there's too many to count right now. Um, and, and I know a lot of people talking about Leatherwood like to make the comparison of Colton Miller in his first season because we, he did have some struggles as well. Sure. But there, there was a couple reasons why Miller struggled. He was playing with injuries that season. He dealt with a knee injury that year as well as a, a elbow injury. So he he – 
some of his struggles were because of the injury. Leatherwood, that's not the case. He was relatively healthy as far as we know. And it was a lot of mental mistakes with the holding and, and just not being uh, the skill wasn't there, just being manhandled and, and, and beat off the edge when he was playing right tackle. The mechanics didn't seem like they were there. So, again, I hate to pick on a rookie because you, you never want to, um, you know, fully write a, write a kid off after one season. You have to give him at least three seasons to, to fully uh, give a true evaluation of him. But uh, after one year, it's not looking good right now. No, it's not looking good. And I mean, the rest of the offensive line, of course, another player. Uh, in his third year, which was uh, Parker, and and he he did he struggled. There were moments where he had he had moments, right? But but he has been pressed into duty. He's really nothing more than a backup and not a great backup. Uh, but I want to hear the comments of Raider Nation out there. Make sure you drop a comment, whether you're watching us on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch, or Facebook. Drop us a comment. This is the vent line. So vent on whatever you'd like to. Our good friends, Fabian Ramirez, Rossi are there, Michael James, thanks for your comment. Michael Delgado, thank you for yours. Um, but chime in because I, I have a strong point of view, too, about this. Because tonight, okay, let's start with this. We're going to go into this now. The officiating. The officiate, Jerome Boger's officiating crew was just downright awful uh, in every facet of the game. It was terrible. The call, the call, the Joe Burrow touchdown pass, I still think it would have been a touchdown. I'm sorry. Uh, the whistle blew, I understand, and, and, I under, and I've been arguing all night that it was a terrible call. There's no question about that. There were other calls that they missed. This crew, Evan, should not work the NFL playoffs the remainder of the year. Uh, and, and, and the NFL refused to make a statement during the game saying that they would wait till after, which tells me, they understood. and But there were multiple times, Evan. There wasn't just the one time. There were multiple times that this crew could not get their act together. And I understand Raider Nation's sensitivity. I mean, remember the ethical skeptic on Twitter. I brought him on my show a couple yeah. times going back three years ago to talk about the bias of the NFL with the Raiders, with the numbers showing it. Okay, So I'm not saying that. That, that, that doesn't happen. But I will tell you this, despite how bad that call was, Evan, that's not why they lost this game. Yes, they lost by seven points. I understand that. But it's not why they lost. But when you look at this officiating, we saw this all year. The NFL doesn't seem to care because guess what? We all continue to watch, Evan, no matter what's going on, no matter how many bad calls. Uh, the NFL has record TV ratings. Yeah, I saw your tweet. You actually tweeted that out the other day that it really doesn't matter because people are going to watch regardless. And and I agree with you. And and I think you know the, the play you talk about the Burrow touchdown pass where the the inadvertent whistle was blown. That's the one that everyone's going to look to and say that was the difference in the game. And I understand it was a blown call. It was absolutely the wrong call. Uh, the play should have been blown dead immediately when that whistle occurred. But it wasn't, and as you said, it wasn't the reason why they lost the game. I think if you want to look to a, a bigger reason why the Raiders lost the game, it starts with their um, efficiency in the red zone, which was a major factor. I think when you get into these types of big games, you cannot settle for field goals. Uh, you have to score touchdowns, and that's been a problem for this team all year long, along with the offensive line. It's been struggling to score touchdowns inside the red zone. And not only was it a problem this year, it's been a problem for the last two or three years. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's something they got to address. Maybe a new offensive coordinator is coming in next year. Who knows? But it's something that they need to work on in the offseason. Well, and, and Evan, let's face it, the last three years. So I know John Gruden was gone after week five, but this is still John Gruden's team, his coaching staff. Uh, under John Gruden, the red zone efficiency of the Raiders has been deplorable. It's been outright awful. Now, 
the Raiders won four games at the end of this season to get into the playoffs. That was a surprise. We talked about that when we came on the air. At the same time, this offense has not been able to score during that time. They had they had times when they had opportunities and they just never capitalized it. So let's let's face this again. Seven times, seven times in the red zone in Cincinnati, and they got one touchdown. One touchdown. You cannot win regular season games usually that way. And in the playoffs, especially on the road, you're not going to win games when you're in the red zone seven times and score one touchdown. Now, is that on the play calling? Absolutely. That's a part of it. Is it on the offensive line's inability to, to string together a clean drive? Absolutely. Is it on Derek Carr sometimes? Absolutely. This is not a blame game on one person or one thing. This is a complete team effort. You win as a team, you lose as a team, okay? But that that stat alone, you can complain all you want about the referees, and I'm there with you. It was terrible, okay? It was terrible, but that's not why they lost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get into a – I mean, think about it. It was, it was a one-score game, and they were terrible in the red zone. Just think what they yeah. could have done with if they had converted – Two of those touchdowns. I mean, it would have been a completely 50, different. If, if, if they were fifty percent, Evan. Yeah, if they were fifty percent, they win that game, and that's that's yeah. the sad part. Is that despite all of the penalties, despite a couple drops, despite the defense, you know, not a, not forcing a punt until the second half of the game, the Raiders were right there uh, from the, I believe it was the you know inside the red zone again with with seconds on the clock with a chance to tie the game. So again, disappointing the way the thing the way the season ended, but. A lot to look forward to in the future. There's going to be some changes, I believe. And and but you know what? The Raiders they're on the up and up. It seems like. Well, it does. And I, and again, I I want to talk too a little bit. And I'm I'm pulling up the stats here so I can give you guys uh the the final game stats. You look, you know, I, I thought it's interesting, you know, because you start talking about this and people think you're going to be uh, uh, criticizing Derek Carr. But you look at Derek Carr's numbers. On the day, if you look at the numbers alone, looks pretty good. 29 of 54, okay, 310 yards, one touchdown. Of course, the late interception uh, at the end of the game, a passer rating of 69.2. On the other side of the equation, Joe Burrow, 24 of 34, much more efficient, 244 yards, two touchdowns, 110 rating. Um, you look at Derek Carr, you know, there was uh, Ian Rappaport put out a, a, a report earlier today uh, saying that the Raiders – uh, might wait on the Derek Carr situation until they get a coach or maybe even a GM before they decide on that. I've been saying for weeks that I thought there's no question Derek Carr would be back. And then all of a sudden Rappaport uh, tweets that I, I don't know where that's coming from. I still think Derek Carr will be back. But when you look at a big game like this, Derek Carr finally got into the playoffs after everything that he's gone through in his career and, and, and the criticism against him. And I, on my radio show, I, I defended Derek Carr uh, like I was, they call a stand, right? Cause I really believe that he was responsible for helping them get to the playoffs, uh, Evan. But you look at the situation, uh, you look at the last pass of the game, short of the goal line on fourth and goal, um, little things like that. People who don't like Derek Carr are going to find plenty in this game to criticize him for people who defend Derek Carr, no matter what he does, will defend him uh, continuously. Uh, but what do you make of his performance tonight in the playoffs on the big stage for the first time? 
Yeah, I'm not going to be overly critical of him. I mean, we've talked about the red zone struggles, and I think that's there's blame that can go around for that play calling, receivers not doing a good enough job of getting open, the protection holding up, and, and, and maybe some of the decision-making by Carr. You talked about him throwing short of the end zone on a fourth-and-goal situation late in the game. It wouldn't have been a touchdown regardless if the ball was caught or not. But, you know, you look at the numbers, he wasn't very efficient, only 54% uh, completion percentage. And I think when the Raiders look back on this game, the 54 attempts, that's, that's not what they went into this game, you know, hoping to do. I think when you look at Josh Jacobs, he had a 6.4 yards per carry average. He was very effective tonight, but they were playing from behind. And I think the game plan might've gotten away from them a little bit and they were forced to throw the ball a little bit more than they, maybe they wanted to. And I think, you know, that might be something that, um, you know, they look back on it and, and wish that they could have done a little differently. Uh, my former broadcast partner, Kelly Kreiner, out in Las Vegas. He's at a loss for words. He, does, he and, and, he, and he says, you know how hard that is. If you know Kelly, Kelly likes to talk, and he's always got something to say. So he's at a loss for words uh, as well. Uh, Fabian says, how can you not not re-sign Derek Carr? Who else is out there? I think that's a fair question as well. Um, and Fabian says, hey, Kelly, trash. That's right, Kelly's favorite uh, buzzword. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at the, the stats of this game, Evan, uh, and, and the Raiders on third down, again, another problem for the Raiders, 8 of 18 yeah. on third down. Yeah. Now, not only that, but they had 23 first downs to, to Cincinnati's 18. They had more yards in offense. They had 10 more offensive plays. They gained more yards on average, 5.4, to Cincinnati's 5.0. They rushed for 103 yards compared to Cincinnati. If you look at the stat sheet, you're, you're asking yourself – how did this team not win this game? And it does. It goes back, and I'm going to continue to hammer on it, to red zone yeah. efficiency. They could not score in the red zone. But that's why you and I were going back and forth on text today. And, and you know, again, Evan, you're a big Raider fan, right? So you're, you're an objective Raider fan, but you're yeah. a fan. And you said, man, you know, I love that my Raiders are in the playoffs, but I'm seeing all these fans saying that we're going to go to the Super Bowl, and that's a little premature. And I think that when you watch this team, you can get caught up in the excitement. And there was a lot of Raider Nation here in Cincinnati uh, over the week for the team being here and playing. Uh, but if you've watched this team all year, you knew it was going to be a struggle. And if they were going to win the game, it was going to be close. And it was going to have to, it was going to be coming down to the fact that they had to make less mistakes than the Bengals. And clearly, they made a lot more. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hard not to, you know, as a fan, um, you know, you try not to get overly excited because of what they have done in the last four games. I mean, you felt like they had some karma going in their favor as well. But going into the game, you know, my thoughts were, what what team is going to show up? Is it going to be the team that was winning four straight games, or was it going to be the team that we saw uh, during the losing streak when they were really struggling? And 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 so those were some of my reservations. But you know, again, I I thought they played. Thought they played well. We keep harping on the red zone. I don't want to uh, beat a red, uh, a dead horse, but <laughs> red horse, <laughs> a red horse. <laughs> that might be I too many, it. too many beers during the game. I think. Yeah. But, but um, you know, it's just they didn't get it. They didn't. You know, they got to score seven. They cannot, cannot settle for field goals. And and the one thing I don't think we mentioned was the turnover, the sack fumble early in the game. I know it was yeah. early in the game, but um. You know that's that's a that's one less possession for the Raiders, and I believe the uh, the um, Bengals did convert that into a field goal. So you know the, the Raiders did have two turnovers to um, the Bengals zero. So that you know that's a factor yeah. in the game as well. Again, thanks for joining us here on Sports Not with our vent line. This is for Raider Nation to come in and vent 
over the loss, the frustration, um, a little bit of pride. Obviously, the team got there, which was a good thing. Uh, and we have Aiden uh, Marone here. Hey, Aiden, how you doing, buddy? Say hi to your parents for me. Uh, and don't forget to get some Dr. Jen's nutrition bars. They're awesome. <laughs> um, he asked if Rich Passaccia goes, then do you think Gus Bradley goes? Absolutely. Uh, and Aiden, the thing is, you know, Gus Bradley had some great moments. Like he brought this defense to respectability overall. Uh, but, you know, when they have a coaching change, you're not going to make a, you're not going to have a coach stay. Uh, the new coach is going to come in and make their own choice. So I think Gus Bradley's days in Las Vegas are done. We're going to take your 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 comments here. We're going to get to them. My good friend, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Scott. Yes, the mistakes, penalties and drop passes killed them. There's no question. I mean, you go back to uh, Deshaun Jackson's drop. Uh, would it have been a first down? We, we could argue back and forth on that one, but that was early in the game. That one hurt. Uh, he did make up for it on a nice big catch that was negated by another offensive line penalty. And uh, it, that's just how, how it went down. So uh, those are things that are, that are, that are uh, part of the game and it happens. Uh, and uh, Tommy says that game should have been a tie. <laughs> I think he's a little tongue in cheek there, but uh, Rossi again, this was the team that had won four straight. We just didn't execute on the last play where we have the past games. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I but I will say this again, you put yourself in a position where you had to win on the last play. You, you don't want to do that, especially in the playoffs. It's just really difficult. And you saw there at the end, uh, it was, it was hard. I think for them to, to get now they did the Raiders did. Uh, I'm going to go back to my, my buddy, Martin, my high school friend here missing Diablo, uh, others. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that there's no question. And, and that's the thing, Evan, we'll talk about the Raiders defense now since, um, Aiden brought it up as well with Gus Bradley. Um, a couple things tonight, I thought, you know, they did a good job early on, especially of containing Max Crosby. Max finally got loose toward in the second half and, and had another good game as well. Uh, but the defense overall struggled. Diablo went out with the injury, you brought in Corey Littleton, who was, again, uh, not impressive again uh, a a after that big contract he signed a few years ago. So I, I think that you look at the defense. The defense has a long way to go. They, they, they overachieved in so many ways. I thought the mistake Gus Bradley made, and tell me if I'm wrong here, I thought the mistake Gus Bradley, he doesn't blitz, right? But Joe Burrow, he blitzed a couple times, and Joe Burrow – burned him joe burrow is one of the best i think he's yes. top two very good uh, against the blitz yes. so you don't want to blitz joe burrow but we, we 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 saw gus bradley blitz and it really hurt them they could not contain jamar chase face on who went out with an injury covered him early was not a good matchup uh the raiders need help in the secondary still and so i think you saw that you had a, a Bengals roster, not that the Bengals, I don't think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, but the Bengals are just a little bit ahead of the Raiders, I think, from an overall talent level. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at that offense. I mean, there's so many weapons <laughs> on that offense for Burrow and, and with Boyd and, and Chase. I mean, Chase is just phenomenal. I was texting you earlier. The Raiders got to find themselves a Jamar Chase. <laughs> That's what they need. But but yeah, I mean, the, talking about the defense, um, they didn't force a punt until midway through the third quarter. I mean, Incredible. that that's a problem. And and the Bengals were able to score at least a field goal and every possession prior to that point in the game. So, you know, when your offense is struggling inside the red zone and your defense can't get a stop, that's that's a that's a bad formula. So it all it, they weren't playing complimentary football tonight. We had seen that in a couple games prior during the four game win streak. It did not happen tonight. There was the complimentary football was not there. 
No, it just wasn't. And I mean, you look at um, some of the other numbers here. Of course, we saw Josh Jacobs and they they made special mention of it uh, on uh, on the broadcast to say that Josh Jacobs gets better as the day goes on. Uh, 13 carries, 83 yards. He had the one long 35 yard one, which was beautiful. That Josh Jacobs that we had come to kind of know in in his rookie year. And since then, when he's healthy, showed up the last three weeks of the season. There's no question about it. Um, and again, I think that, you know, they, 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 the inconsistencies in the play calling uh, really stuck out at me tonight. You know, I know, I know people in, in Raider nation complain about it um, and um, really have been on top of the idea that Greg Olson is not the guy you want calling your offense. Uh, I do think, and Evan, I think you and I talked about this before on the podcast when you and I Mo did a podcast together was, the fact that, um, you know, John Gruden leaving, you know, John Gruden got a lot of criticism for his play calling. Uh, but overall, I think they might have missed a little bit of his imagination uh, down the stretch here. Yeah, you know, I, for all the criticism that that Gruden um, got, and I think a lot of it was warranted. I think at times he was overly conservative and whatnot. Yep. And but but, you know, he he was a very good play caller. No, there's no doubt about it. It was a major upgrade on what they had had the, the years prior to him getting there. And I think you could see there was a, an obvious drop off once once he once he was resigned. So, again, that's why I don't think that, um, you know, the Raiders could bring back Passaccia at this point because um, and unless Passaccia, if I knew that Passaccia was willing to upgrade the OC, that might make me feel a little better, but I, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if he would, you know, retain um, Olsen or not, but I, I do think the play calling uh, was an issue, uh, you know, once Gruden resigned. Yeah. Uh, Aiden brings up a good point about uh, switching out defensive coordinators with a new head coach, which I'm in favor of and think that's going to happen for sure. Uh, going, you know, does somebody come in and go from a four, three to three, four huge problem for defensive line? Cause you have Crosby and in they're pure four, three ends. I think, yes, I think when you bring in somebody, it's a great point, Aiden, uh, when you bring in a new coach, I think that person's going to realize, look at the roster and say, I don't think I don't think you're going to have somebody come in and switch to a three four. I just don't. I think you're going to see a four three. They're going to look at the strengths of that defense, which clearly on the end. And don't don't forget, they need an upgrade. The Raiders do on the inside of that interior of that defensive line as well. But they played well for who they have there. When you talk uh, about those guys like Jonathan Hankins, they did the best that they could. But they do need an upgrade there. And so I think you're going to see them do that. But I don't think they'll move away from the 4-3. I think you'll see a coach come in uh, and realize what the strength of that defense is, build around it. Because, again, with all that's happened this year, I, I've said consistently, and I know you have too, Evan, I've said consistently that this, doesn't, this isn't a complete rebuild, this team. This isn't the team uh, going back 10 years where you had no talent and you had to completely start over. Now, the Raiders' misses on draft picks – significantly hurt them that set them back I think a couple years so is this team going to be a championship team next year I still don't think so I think you have a couple years until you can really build it out but Evan they have a good foundation there on defense on offense you got to look at the offensive line clearly now you have to look at the receiving core so some of the issues we've talked about for a couple years now are back and that's what this new head coach and if if, if uh, Mike Mayock isn't retained which we don't know at this point what the status of that is, uh, they're going to have to go in and set the priorities. Priority number one has to be offensive line, followed up by, I think, those uh, the, the wide receiver position and then the defensive side. 
yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, look, this is a 10 win team. I mean, you don't, you don't tear down <laughs> yeah. 10 win teams. There's some right. talent in place here. Uh, you mentioned it offensive line, the right side, especially they got to bring in a playmaker at wide receiver uh, to fill the void that was left behind with Henry Ruggs. And, and then, you know, uh, continue to add some pieces along the defense. And I, you know, one of the things I, I heard you and Mo talking about on your Friday night show was, on top of that, they have some decisions to make with contracts that are coming up. Derek Absolutely. Carr being one of them. Darren Waller, there's been a lot of buzz about you know what's going to happen with him. Josh Jacobs, the fifth-year option. You know He's giving them something a little bit more to think about here, the way he played in the last couple of games. But I like what mm-hmm. you said. I like where your mindset was at about you know not making a long-term decision based on a, a, a small sample size, what we have seen here from him in the last couple of weeks where he played really well. And you're like, oh, you got to bring this guy back. You got to look at the big picture with a guy like Josh Jacobs. He's been prone to injury. And so when you're thinking about throwing $10 million at a running back who's been injury prone, that's something you got to think a little extra harder about. But I agree. This team, there's no need for a complete teardown. I think you can tweak a few things uh, on defense. Um, maybe obviously bring an upgrade at offense, uh, offensive coordinator and a head coach and, and, you know, continue to uh, build up the offensive line. And I, and I think they'll, they'll be in good shape for next year. Yeah. And, and it hurts. I mean, the, the whole Henry Ruggs situation, I bring up Henry Ruggs right now because I'm looking at the numbers for Jamar Chase, uh, 12 targets, nine receptions, 116 yards. You add in another three rushes for 23 yards, including a 15 yard run. That's the kind of player that the Raiders expected Henry Ruggs to be. And we saw him progress nicely up until the tragedy and and his poor decision and what he did uh, with the accident, of course. And so it shows you, I mean, if you look at the Bengals and you look at the model that they've built, uh, and I know Raider Nation uh, doesn't want to talk about the Bengals, but I think you got to look at what they've been able to do. Their offensive line is not great either. Remember, Max Crosby was going up against the backup right tackle tonight for the Bengals. So, you look at the situation that they have, they got their young quarterback, uh, and that's not that's not a knock against Derek Carr, but the Raiders now, with Derek Carr going into his ninth season, to your point about the contracts, they have to start thinking about the next quarterback. I, you know, I'm not saying they're going to go get a guy this year, uh, but they have to start thinking about it because you need to think into the future as players get older and, and as things progress there. But the contract situation on offense, um, because this offense, you know, everyone thought the offense was a – strength going into the season and it certainly did well those first five weeks of the season before the Gruden disaster Uh, but at the same time it just fell apart it never really was able to score points down the stretch even though they won Um, they were kind of as someone said on Twitter to me the other day to use a Vegas term they were playing with kind of house money somehow they they would put together these late drives and credit Derek Carr for that Um, but they didn't have that person to stretch the field. Then Darren Waller, remember Darren Waller out for five weeks. That really hurt this team. Now Hunter Renfro stepped up, but then you saw even tonight, Hunter Renfro was getting doubled. They were leaving Waller in single coverage because Waller's just not a hundred percent. That's not his fault. It's an injury. And he did come up with a big catch by the way. But I just think that if you look at this thing and you look at the offense, boy, there's a lot of decisions there to be made. I, I think you give Jacobs the fifth year option. I don't sign him to a long-term deal um, and say, okay, you did well at the end of the season. You got to stay healthy. Uh, we'll see how you do uh, next year. And then we'll talk about a contract extension, but we'll see what he thinks about that. That's going to be interesting, but you look at that and then you start to think about the head coaching situation, right? So we have GC here. If Jim Harbaugh hiring comes true and he hires Vic Fangio and has his three, four defense, I don't think Vic Fangio is going to be 
with Jim Harbaugh. I'm just going to say that up front. I know people like Vic Fangio because he, he, he does put together great defenses. I just don't see that happen. What about you, Evan? Well, you know, it, <laughs> they have a history together, but, um, they do. you know, so and I, one of the things, um, I, I always, I, I'm a big Harbaugh guy. I would be all for that. And, and, and a couple weeks ago I was all for Fangio as well. And, you know, I totally overlooked that, that three, three, four defense that he plays just the other day. I saw somebody tweeting it out and it really made me think because, you know, Ngakawe was in a three, four defense with Baltimore, I believe. And he was very unhappy there. Um, and, and so I think there is something to that. So I'm, you know, I'm starting to lean towards the way you're thinking that mm-hmm. if Harbaugh is brought in, you know, they're going to look hard at, at the players, the personnel they have on this defense, and they're going to want to bring in the best coordinator who can, who can get the most out of those players. And, and, you know, moving guys like uh, Ngakwe or Crosby to a three, four, that might not be the best thing for this defense. Although Fangio is a great defensive mind, um, you know, you got to look at your personnel. You got to look at the things that they do well and, and find the best scheme for them. So I, I do think that, um, you're on the right track there. I don't know if Fangio comes over with Harbaugh should, should the Raiders get Harbaugh. Yeah. That's a big if by the way, because I know it's been very quiet, which actually I look at as a positive because the Raiders were still playing. So you weren't going to have, uh, you weren't going to have that happen. Um, You weren't going to have stuff leak out about him talking because Mark Davis, even today said, look, we're not, we're not doing head coaching interviews. Uh, We have a head coach and we're in the playoffs, right? So now that changes today. So we'll see what the storyline is tomorrow as you start to maybe see that head up. Rossi asked though, uh, do you pick a system to suit the players or players to suit the system? Good question. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, you know, that is a great question. And I'm not sure if I had the right answer, but I think when you're like starting from scratch, if it's a complete rebuild, you know, and you're bringing in a defensive coordinator and your cupboards are bare on defense, you're going to bring in players that fit that coach's scheme. But the, right. the cupboards aren't bare for this Raiders defense. They have players in place right now that can be effective. Uh, Max Crosby, second team all pro. So it might be wiser to bring in a coach that can, can um, you know, get the best out of the most out of those players, you know, and, and what they do better, you know, what the scheme that fits them better. So, yeah, no doubt about it. Great question, though. Uh, Tommy Tovar, Harbaugh and Flores and Flores is going to be head coach. My yeah, man, yeah. he's not, he's not going to be a coordinator. In fact, he already interviewed in Houston. Um, and, uh, I think Chicago's on his list as well. I wouldn't uh, mind the Raiders interviewing him actually. I mean, I wouldn't either. Defensive I, I think, coach. I know. I think I'd prefer an offensive head coach, but yeah. I mean, he's a heck of a coach. I think, I think he got a raw deal in, in, in Miami. He did. He didn't get along with the GM there. And no matter how well you do, if you don't get along with your boss, it's probably not going to survive. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have to look at that. Uh, when you have superstars, it's Aiden again, Crosby and Yannick have to stick with a four, three. Here's the thing though, Aiden, I will say this and, 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 um, uh, Evan mentioned it earlier. Um, Yannick Ngakwe is on a one-year contract, right? Evan, double-check me on that one. Uh, he was, I believe it was a two-year. Two-year. Two so, but it's a, yeah, so. One year, um, one year remaining. Right, so he's got one year remaining, but at the same time, you know, you, you have to be careful there, too, because you don't know. I mean, he, he's going to want to raise, by the way, yeah. I, I think. And so he's got a year left on his contract, and they can make him play it out if they want to. But I, I, he, he's got a great argument for – uh, getting more money. So what do you do with them? So if you did, let's say, and again, I, I maybe, maybe I'm just all wet on this. I just don't think they're going to go to a three, four, uh, even with Harbaugh coming in. I know he did it at San Francisco and maybe I'll be wrong on that one. If Harbaugh's the coach, uh, but th- they have a lot of answers. Um, uh, and here's GC again with a question. So we want to get to this stuff right away. Bill Plasky was hinting on around the horn that Jim Harbaugh was going to be hired. Well, 
uh, Plashki's right and he's wrong a lot too. So the, and our, we all are, by the way, we all, we all guess stuff, but obviously he's got, uh, he's got some good connections. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, I think you're going to start to hear names trickle out. I mean, Harbaugh, the relationship with Mark Davis is so close that you got to think there's a lot of um, fire there with that smoke. Um, and, and it could happen very quickly, right? Evan, I mean, Raiders are out now, so yeah. we could we could be talking about Jim Harbaugh or someone else. They have to go through the interview process, by the way. So they have to because of the Rooney rule, which the Raiders were heavily criticized over um, when they hired John Gruden. Uh, they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to go through interviews. So they could they could fast track that. Uh, and they could get to hiring a coach maybe by the end of the week. You just don't know. Uh, and I know that a lot of Raider Nation, like you, Evan, very excited about the specter of Jim Harbaugh uh, coming on board. And um, Fabian says he's heard Harbaugh's going to Chicago. That's a lot of people in Chicago who want Jim Harbaugh. I don't know that that's necessarily true. Um, I haven't seen any uh, big. If you if you have a link to a, a, a good report that says that, let me know there as well. Um, Raider Nation Full Moon Records. Oh, that's a long one. Uh, coach B will be their coach next year. You're ten, you're saying Basachi will be the coach of the Raiders next year. I I'd be willing to bet you quite a bit of money on that one. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. He's Aiden, made it, he's made a great case, but I just don't think I just don't see it. I mean, he's made it very difficult. I think had he won this game, it would have been a heck of a lot more difficult. But I think at the end of the day, they're going to look to upgrade that coach. Yeah, I think so too. Aiden asks Casey Hayward, another one year priority because without Bradley, he might not want to come back. I don't know about that. I think, I think Casey Hayward did a great job this year. He's undersized. I think the Raiders need to go out and find um, some, some corners with, yeah. with, with size. I mean, that's what you saw tonight. If, if, if Casey Hayward was covering Jamar chase, for example, would that have been a better matchup? I don't know. He's a better, he's a better defensive back than face on is, but he doesn't have the size. And in today's NFL, you have to do that. JD asks about Brian Flores. We just mentioned this JD. Uh, we would love for the Raiders. I would be shocked if they don't at least interview Brian Flores, uh, but he is in demand. He's going to be costly for sure. Um, Tommy says we need a Lombardi trophy. Absolutely. <laughs> I think everybody agrees with that. Um, and Wendy, a radio personality, said that Harbaugh to Chicago. What are, you have something to give radio personalities? Has he even come he on, Wendy? Even, he no, hasn't even kidding. interviewed yet with anybody. No, he, <laughs> no, he hasn't interviewed for anybody. He's keep, look, he can go wherever he wants, so he's going to pick his job. Uh, and JD says losing Hayward would hurt that D. I agree. I think you want to bring Hayward back. I don't know. Listen, it, he came here uh, to the Raiders because Gus Bradley was there. It was one of the reasons I'm sure because he knew the system. But if if the system's similar and he fits well in it and he sees a place for him, uh, it's it's a business, you know. And and you like your guys, you like Gus Bradley. He's played for him obviously uh, twice. But at the same time, um, if he likes the Raiders and he likes Las Vegas and he likes what the program's doing and the new coach that comes in and the DC that comes in, um, I could see him wanting to stay because he did really have a good a good year with the Raiders. So uh, it'll be interesting to see with that. Um, Evan, you look at the situation on defense. I, I'm still concerned. Uh, four years running now, uh, the Raiders and linebackers. Um, the Raiders have not drafted a linebacker in a long time. We can talk all you want about Nicholas Morrow, who's a great story, and unfortunately he couldn't go today, uh, and he's worked his way back. He will be in the mix, there's no question. The Corey Littleton signing didn't work out. Nick Kwiatkowski didn't work out. Uh, and, and you have uh, Diablo, who's doing a great job, a good young player. But you really need a significant upgrade at linebacker. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Denzel Perryman 
they traded for him. It was a, a great move. He came in and played some great football for the Raiders. Um, I'm not sure what his contract situation is like. I'm assuming it's a one-year deal. Um, so, you know, what are they going to decide to do with him? I think he brought a lot of attitude to this defense, but again, thinking long-term here, like you said, other than Diablo, I mean, who's there? So it's a position they have to address. Um, you know, I haven't began the, 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 my draft uh, research yet. Um, but look at what, what a difference, um, uh, a stud linebacker can do Micah Parsons in Dallas. I mean, he's oh, totally transformed that stud. defense. Now, are you going to get a Micah Parsons? Probably not, but you could see how important the position is. If you can get a guy that is as dominant as he is, he can really transform your entire defense. So it's been a while since they've had one of those guys. Um, I, I do like what I saw from Divine Diablo this year in in, yep. in, in a small sample size. Hopefully, he'll you know he'll he'll continue to grow and continue to in, into a, improve. And I and I do think they they found something w- with him uh, in the middle rounds of the draft. Yeah. Uh, also, our good friend Shashi says Perryman's on a two year. Yes, he is. Okay. So that's good. Um, and then what he said, Rossi Evan, is that a copy and paste from the past three drafts? We need a yeah. linebacker. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying, Rossi. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like. You need that alpha dog at linebacker. You need somebody like that. Um, And Perryman, obviously, at his advanced years, uh, here I am, the older guy in the room talking about that. But, he, you know, he's he's a good player and and clearly just meant so much to this Raiders team this year. Huge from a leadership standpoint on the field and off the field. Um, But at the same time, they need to upgrade that position. Same with defensive back. We don't know. Also, Jonathan Abram lost to injury again. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to do there. I don't know that he's back. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, you know, his play did improve this year mm-hmm. a little bit yes. with his new role, you know, playing closer to the line of scrimmage as a box safety. Um, but you know, I, I think the the number, the, the five, the fifth year extension for him is somewhere in that $8 million range. That's a, that's a lot of money to pay a guy um, that doesn't really make a whole lot of impact plays. He doesn't create turnovers. He doesn't take the ball away. He's essentially like a, you know, a, another linebacker out there who, yeah. who struggles yeah. in coverage. I don't see it. Um, you know, he's, he's shown he's had some injuries, uh, you know, so I, I don't see him getting that extension. Yeah. No, I agree. What's the status forecast on all of those one-year rookie contracts and fourth-year options? Yes, there's a lot of them coming up, that draft. And that's why I've been talking about um, the misses in the draft uh, and how it's hurt this team, right? And so that's where you – know, and I like Mike Mayock. I, I believe John Gruden was 99% in control of most of those picks. Uh, and so how fair is it to criticize Mayock for them? But at the same time, if I'm Mark Davis and I'm bringing in uh, a new coach – and changing the the culture, if you will, in the building um, out of need, then you might want to go with the GM. Now, it depends who's, who's available out there, who's he looking at, uh, or Mike Mayock might get another year uh, as well. GC Perryman, Morrow, and Lloyd in the draft. Yeah, I like Lloyd too. Um, uh, bring back Incognito. Tommy, he's not going to play again. <laughs> I, I said this in August, my man. I just told you. He's just... It's not that he's a bad player. Big he's a beast. incognito fan over here. <laughs> yes. And Tommy, I love you, Tommy. I, I'm a big incognito fan. But he's just, you know, it's just age. I mean, believe yeah. me, I'm at the age where sometimes I get out of a chair and I get hurt. So I get it. Like, it's hard to recover. Um, but I, I just think it, the, 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 the situation's not going to improve for him. Uh, just in case, 008, sick and tired of these OCs overthinking every play. Now, let's talk about that, actually. 
because I think this is a fair criticism of Carr as well. Now, I agree with you on the OC, no question. Uh, play calling has been horrific at times. Uh, but I also think uh, my good friend Jason Fitz from ESPN tweeted out towards the end of the game. He's like, hey, sometimes Derek Carr has got to get to the line, just take the play and go instead of you know all the audibles. And then you get down to one second and you're hurrying up a play and we see things, bad things happen. So I think there's a little bit of that. Now, that could be on the OC. There's, I know everyone talks, Evan, about the great relationship. The reason Olsen came back with Gruden was because of Carr, because of their history together, right? But I don't, I, I don't see that that relationship from a, from a football perspective now has worked out well. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm with you on that one. And, and to your point about the, all the play changing at the line of scrimmage and, and we know how cerebral car is. We know that he's very intelligent and, and, you know, since a young kid, he knew how to read defenses. We, that's been well-documented, but I, I do think that was a, a problem at times, you know, on the road in a, in a hostile environment, you're at the line of scrimmage trying to change plays with the, the clock ticking down. We saw in that final drive, I believe it was a fourth down. Uh, he had to, call a timeout there. Um, luckily they didn't come back to haunt them um, because, you know, they, they had to save time there to, to get the ball back, to have an opportunity to drive down the field. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think sometimes maybe you're, he's overthinking it a bit and yeah. uh, maybe not on the same page there as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Aiden <laughs> talking about uh, Denzel good coming back. Yes. Denzel good's a good player. Good, good player. Um, but at the same time, they might look to upgrade throughout, though. Um, I think Denzel is a good player. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know how he's coming back from his injury and what he looks like. So I think that that's going to be um, how it goes. Uh, here's Alan says, I think Mark blows this whole team up, unfortunately. Um, what do you mean, Alan? Because I, I front office, yes. Coaching staff, yes. Parts of the roster, yes. But I don't think the team is that far away that you have to blow everything up, right? I mean, this was not a team that won four games. They won 10 games. And I know I know. towards the end of the season, they were kind of doing it with smoke and mirrors, and they just they had some great, great drives led by Derek Carr in clutch situations to win the games. But I just don't think completely sweeping uh, everybody out is going to work. I just don't see it happening. Uh, but maybe, maybe you can come back and tell me I'm wrong at some point. Uh, yes, O-line upgrade, no doubt about it. Um, Evan, on the game today, uh, you know, a couple things really jumped out at me, too, uh, with the team. And I think this might go to the coaching situation, too. Again, respect Coach Bisaccia for what he did. But I just didn't see a lot of – that first drive, they looked pretty good on the first drive, obviously. They couldn't put it in the end zone, which was a problem. But I just I, – I felt like the Raiders, even against the Chargers in that, in, that, in, that, in that second half when things started to fall apart a little bit, I, I see kind of like a lack of ur- – or lack of urgency – and at times the team seems to kind of lose focus. Did you, did you get the same sense? Um, you know, I'm not sure I, I saw that. I, I think, you know, okay. this is a team that was, uh, you know, playing in their first playoff game in a long time, a lot of young players. And it, it, it seemed like they couldn't get in any kind of rhythm. Maybe mm. um, the moment was a little bit too big for them early in the game. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure if that has anything to do with the coaching. I just think that was, you know, lack of experience in that situation. Now, on the other hand, you had the Bengals who are also a very young team with a, a very young head coach and, and they seem to be settled in right away. But again, playing at home, I think they had a big, uh, played a big role in the game. And, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure I could say that, that, or that I agree that it was a coaching issue. Um, I just think that it was, you know, being on the road in a big game and it just took them a while to kind of get settled in, especially offensively. 
Okay, that's fair. How dare you disagree with me? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that that's fair. I think that's a that's a good point. Um, but I I will tell you that I also was talking to some folks during the game, and they brought up a good point. They said, "Hey, you know, this Raiders team coming after a short week, yes, with that emotional game at home against yes. the Chargers, that amazing, you know, instant classic NFL game, um, having to go on the road to Cincinnati." Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the cold, but we just because it actually turned out to be not a bad day considering uh, what time of the year it is. So you look at that um, and and you think about the emotional toll, including everything that happened to this team during the course of the year. Um, I think that's too a little bit of what you're talking about is being on that big stage, yes. being in that big moment on short period of time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about what it took just to get to this game. I mean, the last five games were essentially all playoff games for this team. And so I, I think you're 100% correct. It was kind of uh, coming down from that emotional high that they've been on and, and um, you know, traveling East short week, you mentioned it, it, it just took them a while. It took I think that last game against the Chargers took a little bit more out of them. And although they were, you know, they, they still had an opportunity late in this game to at least tie yeah. it up. But if they, they had did. started a little faster, perhaps um, things could have been a little different. Well, and that's the that's the point, right? We've seen that. That's something that we've said week in, week out, which is if this team would just start faster and have some urgency and get on the board and score touchdowns. And that's the thing you got to look at, too. Uh, and and I think it, the, the fair criticism of Derek Carr and Derek Carr, I know as a player, will look within himself and say, OK, what could I have done better? He talks about it all the time. And I think that's what he has to do, too, as the quarterback. You know, what could he have done better to help that offense score in key situations? What could the coaching staff do? Um, I also think, too, that the offensive line um, struggle. The struggles were so bad at times that it was really hard for over to come. I'm not making excuses for Derek Carr. I'm, I'm talking about the entire offense. Um, then you have Foster Moreau, which I know a lot of Raider fans like Foster Moreau. But Foster Moreau is absolutely brutal as a blocker, which is so surprising to me, Evan, because in college, I know college NFL, it's different in college. He was a very good blocker. So um, you, you add that extra tight end in there and he really didn't provide a lot of relief. No, he didn't. And, and that we saw on that, on that sack fumble early in the game. I mean, he totally got manhandled by Hendrickson there. And that is something we have seen from him all year long is struggling in those one-on-one -on -one situations. And, and so it, it begs the question, why are you putting him in those situations in the first uh, place? You know, true. going back to the offensive coordinator and the coaching, I don't understand it. I think he's, he's better utilized as a receiving tight end, I don't think he should be involved as much in the blocking game. I understand, you know, that's part of playing the position, but he has shown that is not an area of strength for him, at least this year, especially. And so I think overall, when you look back on his entire season, it's been a disappointment because if you think back at the beginning of the season, I know this was when Gruden was here, but Gruden was talking him up a lot in the off season as a guy who he thought could be a breakout candidate. We really didn't see it. Yeah, no, we, we just didn't see that, and so we'll have to see. Rossi, Chiefs-Cowboys get a Saturday game last week, and neither play today. <laughs> NFL doing NFL things. Yes, but the NFL did not present did not prevent Rossi, the Raiders, from going into the red zone seven times and only scoring one touchdown. So I'm not arguing with you. By the way, I saw somebody comment here. Let me find the comment. Oh, it was Tommy talking about the Raiders. We look to next year, Evan. The Raiders have a really, really, really tough schedule. Yeah, you know, I try not to look into that a whole lot. Um, you know, it's a year-to-year -year league, and, and one of the things that I like to look at is, um, and I started doing it this year especially, is not looking at the, the strength of schedule based on the previous year's win total. Mm. I like to look at it based on, 
the Vegas win loss total, because uh. I think that's a better indicator because, you know, um, strength of schedule doesn't take into consideration coaching changes that were made free yeah. agents that were signed draft picks. All of that is based on last year's record. So I, I don't know if that's a fair indicator. So I try not to look too much at that. I look, find that Vegas line uh, over for the wins totals. And when that comes out that I think that's a, a better indicator of, you know, the strength of schedule. Yeah, it is. And, and listen, the bottom line is you want to win and you want to do well. You don't want an easy schedule. Like, I mean, I understand some teams get easier schedules. It seems like they, they happen to be in New England all the time and other places. But again, they're in the AFC East, which has not been a great division. Now, of course, Evan, where you're at, the, the Bills who are playing right now against the Patriots trying to vex that demon um, that's haunted all of Bill's mafia. Um, and, and one more point to the schedule. Yeah, sorry sorry yeah. to interrupt you. I that's mean, okay. take a look at a couple of the games they lost that were supposed to be easy games. The Giants, the Bears, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Redskins weren't, 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 when you look back when the schedule first came out, you thought, oh, that's going to be a win. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's week to week. It's, it's year to year, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. It, every game is a challenge and it doesn't matter the win loss record at the time. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, but I think the Raiders, you look at it, look, they, they, they finally have settled in in Las Vegas. Uh, they still need to improve their, their home record. I think the end of the season run really fired up uh, Vegas uh, and the fans there, uh, especially newer Raider fans. You saw that last game against the Chargers. To me, Evan, that was the first time where you felt like the, char- the, the, the Raiders had a, a home field advantage against the Chargers, right? It was, it was clear. You could hear it audibly on the air, over TV, on the radio, wherever you're listening to the game, you could see it. And so I think that's what you have to look at. Everybody's really disappointed tonight, as you should be, for how the game went down today. But at the same time, this team, this franchise, to me, if they make the right moves in the offseason with a coaching situation, we'll see what happens with GM. Uh, If they do that, they go out and acquire the players they need to get better, then this franchise is on good footing. I think Raider Nation should still feel better about where things are going, despite all of the crap that everyone had to go through this year, it really is, to me, uh, the glass half full. Absolutely. I mean, think about where this team was a few years ago. You, you had Gruden come in, yeah. 4 and 12, 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 10 and 7 with a playoff berth. So, I mean, that's progress in every season. And this year, they got to the playoffs. It was something that fans were you know, hoping for, for many years it happened this year. And so I think there's a lot to be excited about. Yes. There was a lot of uh, adversity this year. A lot of things that, you know, made you frustrated as a fan, but this is a playoff team. They've got a pretty good roster there. There there's a chance that they can bring in a really good head coach, possibly a Jim Harbaugh. And if I think if they can do that, if they can nail the head coach and, 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 you know, a couple of these early round draft picks, maybe perhaps as well, because that's an area they've struggled. I, I don't see why this team cannot be back in the playoffs again next year. I like the trajectory of this team. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I look back on this season. I was frustrated at times. I counted them out after that for uh, after the Chiefs game. They totally surprised me. One four straight got into the playoffs. So I'm satisfied as a fan and and I'm excited about the offseason and, and, and next season. I think they have a lot to build on going forward and the fan base should be excited, excited about it. Nicely said. Uh, Rossi says, Carr needed to support the OL today, get the play called, lined up 15 seconds to go. Yeah, I, Rossi, I agree. We talked about the beginning, right, too, which was the, the, the clock management today by the quarterback, by the coaching staff, uh, left a lot to be desired. Uh, GC asks, Harbaugh demand full control. I think he's not going to have full control like Gruden had full control. 
But in today's NFL, when you go get a coach like that, they have a lot more say in the roster. There's no question about it. Uh, and so I think you need to find uh, uh, a coach and a GM who can work symbiotically together and be on the same page, which can my, Mayock be that guy with a guy like Jim Harbaugh? I think he can be. Uh, and so uh, we'll do that. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. It's the first time in a long time anybody's called me a gentleman. Um, but thank you. No, it's good. Um, and uh, it's good that you're here, lifelong Raider fan. Also, Fabian, you said you miss us doing online chat shows. We will be at, we announced earlier, Evan, in the week that uh, if, if you don't know the history, if you're new, um, back, I started Silver and Black today back in 2017 as a website, local website covering the Raiders. That morphed into Vegas Sports Today, which covered all of Vegas sports because Vegas is, has this amazing sports renaissance going on. Um, just this week, we announced we are now becoming part of Sports Knot, which is where you're seeing us today. You see the little logo up in the corner up there. Uh, that's what we're doing here. So we're going to do a lot more of this, Fabian. Uh, and you're going to see me and Evan and we'll get Kelly too, if we can get him out of his hole. Um, and, uh, and, and Mo and Evan will we'll do a long, a lot more of these as time goes on. So we appreciate the feedback there, but Evan, just in closing, want to wrap it up here. Uh, and we certainly appreciate everybody being with us, but I, I like the way you said it. You know, I think that this team is headed in the right direction. Yes. It feels bad right now. It always feels bad right after the loss. Uh, but we'll see how they, uh, how they do that. Uh, and deal with it moving forward. But it's going to be another exciting off-season full of change. We will be covering it. Make sure you subscribe to uh, Evan's podcast, Just Pod Baby. Good stuff. Always there. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to our radio show uh, down in Southern California on Friday nights and then our uh, Sunday show in Las Vegas on The Fan in Las Vegas. Uh, in Southern California, we're on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio uh, and that also gets put up into the podcast feed. So you can subscribe to Just Pod Baby because you can never have too much Raider content. There's great podcasts out there. Listen to all of them. They're great, um, including ours. Our radio show goes up too, so you have the whole archive as well. So um, we have to uh, say goodbye. Evan, um, here we go. Off-season time, all the speculation, all the fun, and we'll get together, I know, soon. Uh, do some more videos here, talk uh, about player moves, coaching moves. I'm sure our next video probably will be about a coach. So we'll have fun with that. But thanks for being with us, man. Yeah, anytime. Appreciate it. And uh, Raider Nation, keep your head up. Lots to look forward to. It's going to be exciting off season. So uh, keep your head held high. All right. And for everybody here at Sports Knot, uh, we appreciate you being with us. Make sure you check out the website. All of our Raiders, great Raiders coverage is going to be on sportsnot.com. That's sports, not N-A-U-T not N-O-T, N-A-U-T, like astronaut, sports not. Uh, one of the fastest growing sports websites in the country. Check it out. They cover all sports there, uh, and, but we will have lots of Raider coverage as well. Uh, as, as So we'll, we'll have to uh, make sure you're there and check us out. But for everybody at Sports Not, everybody's Silver and Black today and Just Pod Baby, Evan Grote, I'm Scott Branson. We appreciate you guys being with us. Have a great off season. We'll be talking to you really soon. Thanks for being with us.